How's it going, everybody? Welcome to Parents vs. Gaming. This is episode 20. As you'll see, I am surrounded by lovely ladies tonight. We lost Jay. I think he's looking for his soapbox because he misplaced it while he was on vacation. But this week, let me go around and introduce the cast. All the way on the end, the lovely, beautiful, she's back once again. She's my favorite person in the world. Second favorite. Okay, third person. Parker. Then Melena, then you. Okay, third hey. favorite person. Let's bring her back in, Alexis Jordan. Jordan, how are you? Wait, I totally thought because I didn't see the order on the screen. I totally thought you were talking about Kia. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I, was like, I love her. <laughs> Hi, um, I'm here. I'm alive. How are you guys? <laughs> and in the middle, we do have Kia. Kia, can you introduce yourself? You want to give everybody your name, who you are. Um, I'm Kia. I'm a stay-at-home mom of a five-year-old little boy, and I game. Ooh. She's cracked. Yeah. <laughs> I am not cracked, but I Listen, just love my games. For those that are just parents kind of tuning in, cracked means she's really good at the game. It does not mean <laughs> other things, so don't be panicking if you're... If you're still trying to learn the terminology of what your kids, yes, your I'm kid, sure your kid will tell you that. <laughs> when that your kid's running around and be like, be like, I was cracked today, mom. He's talking about he was he was he was doing really good at the game. So he was he was popping off in the game, like that's what he was doing. So, all right, so yeah. to to jump in a little bit, uh, Kia, we usually go around. I know you're in the chat quite a bit, so we're super happy to have you. Excited to have you here this week. Um, but we kind of just introduce what where you've done for the week what's kind of happened in our lives. So we will start uh, with you in the middle. We're going to put you on the spot. Tell us about your week, what you've done, what you've played, what your kid's been up to, anything exciting in the family Um, life. uh, Well, honestly, uh, I just recently got a PC. Um, Making the switch over to PC versus uh, console. I will still play on my console, obviously. Love my console. (laughs) But I did recently switch over to PC, so that's kind of a new thing that happened this week. Um, I surprisingly, I'm also a baker. I have not had any cookie orders this week, so um, it's been pretty chill this week. So outside you just, of my son, you just uh, like, cook. You just bake cookies, or you bake other things. Um, I mostly do cookies, uh, mostly do cookies for the reason that a lot of people have burned me on cakes and not, uh, paid me for my cakes that I've made them mm-hmm. and not picked them up. So, no. <laughs> uh, so I switched to just doing mostly cookies. That's what I do. Um, but I haven't had any of this week. I do have some coming up next week and the week after, um, one for my niece, uh, her birthday's coming up. And she will be, oh my gosh, how old will she be? She'll be like a preteen, which is really scary. Which <laughs> is <laughs> really scary. So like, oh God, I can't believe I have a niece that's going to be a preteen, which means I already have a niece that is a teenager. Uh, and <laughs> baking stream teenager. coming up soon. That's what, yes, that's what, they hear, that's what we hear in the chat. They're saying baking stream yes. soon. Baking stream soon. Uh, I have a community challenge for my stream where they're going to be doing, uh, they're trying to raise enough community points to get me to do a live baking stream for them. Mm. I love that. That's amazing. (laughs) Yes. You you do the uh, cookie baking. Tell me your favorite, like what's, what's Kia's favorite cookie? My favorite cookie? I swear on my life, if you say lemon Oreos, I'm ending the podcast. 
No, it's not lemon Oreos. <laughs> Actually, um, sounds I, what? good. What are you I do, about? I do like lemon Oreos, but those are not my favorite cookies. Um, my favorite cookies is probably a sugar cookie that is unfrosted. Yum. I don't, like, I don't want any frosting on my sugar cookies. Yeah, like, I'm so just, sometimes when I have leftover sugar cookies, I'll just, instead of icing them, I'll eat them without the icing. You know what's strange is that it's actually my favorite cookie. A plain, is it really? I love it. Oh, wow. Sugar cookie. Yes. Yes, they're the best. Yeah, they're I don't so know good. why. They're like, good. when I was a little kid, I, you know, you always want, like, the chocolate chip cookies. But as I get older, like, I just, mm-hmm. I like the taste of the sugar cookie, the plain, the yes. kind of just simple yeah. All right, yeah, Jordan. That's that's probably my favorite. <laughs> tell us about your week. You're back. You started streaming again recently. I saw uh, kicking butt and some Valorant. Well, everyone wants to know my favorite cookie. In case you're curious. Oh, what is your sorry? It's sorry. peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> it's peanut oh, butter. I love peanut butter. Wait, do you like the peanut butter cookies where someone like bakes them and then they take the fork and they make the little the plus sign? with them when they say that's that. like the only way I'm to do it yes hello what the heck do you do them any other way yeah, like I'm you're like... so weird james god why do you even have to clarify Doc's says, Doc says white chip macadamia which is really good mm-hmm. doc i challenge you I, I found this out a long time ago from this uh bake shop by where i used to work when i was in high school if you get freshly baked white macadamia chip cookies right and then have mm-hmm. it like with the coldest glass of ice water I don't know why, but it tastes amazing. Like not milk. I'm sure. Ice water, but only that cookie. Wait, wait, like, wait. Ice water. No. Yeah, don't like dip it. Okay. Not like dip okay. It. it just. Okay. I don't know. That's weird. I don't know why it tastes good, but yeah, it tastes good. Anyways, yeah. we're cutting. <laughs> you're taking over. You're taking over the podcast. Yes. We've got um, some people watching in YouTube tonight as well, so that's pretty awesome. And I know some people may be watching on Facebook. Yes, I know we're trying to, you know, be in the transition to just YouTube, right? Mm-hmm. Or YouTube and trying, Facebook. Or trying. Somebody likes butterscotch chip. I won't call Mr. J out, but it, it, that sounds disgusting. That's, um, you have get actually out. Get butterscotch out. chip cookie? <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. A, a baker probably appreciates everything, right? I, on the other hand, just eat them. Like, all I picture <laughs> and, is like, you wanted to make cookies... And you didn't have anything, but Mr. J really wanted some cookies. So you were like, well, we're at grandmother's house and all she has is a dish of that nasty butterscotch candy in the middle. So let me just take some of that no. and put in the batter. They're, they actually make butterscotch chips that you can use. Oh, I've seen them. And They're usually still yes, on the shelf. No, <laughs> you, you, you've never had one. So you can't say, you can't say anything. They are actually pretty good. If you like butterscotch, it's good. But no. if you don't like butterscotch, then you're not going to like yeah, it. It was like a punishment I mean, for my grandmother. I mean, hey, you want some candy? Have this butterscotch thing. No. Mm-mm. It was like taking a lozenge. <laughs> I would have rather had a Halls. I'm, sorry, I'm not yeah, kidding. I'm I would sorry. rather have like, just a, just like a handful of Halls <laughs> and that be my snack for the night. than have a butterscotch. Oh my gosh. Or like co- like coconut flakes is the same thing. I don't I don't like that either. Yeah, that that really depends. Yeah. Anyways, so Jordan, tell um, us don't you love ten minutes about cookies? Actually, <laughs> yeah. I would love that. Welcome to welcome to the cookie that. stream. This is, this is the prequel to her baking stream. <laughs> Jordan, what about you? Well, tell us about Valorant. What's going on? What's happening? Today, don't rewatch the VOD. I might delete the VOD. It was a bad time. The only time I was getting kills was when I was lagging. 
And I think it's because technically I was kind of cheating because I was probably lagging on their screen too. So it was harder for them to shoot me. So I just happened to kill them. When I wasn't lagging, I was getting messed up. I forgot we're not cursing as much on this channel. Um, I think you got a long way to go to catch up to Jay. Um, no, I was about to say something bad. But anyways, besides that, um, I've been planning some things in my personal life. Like, I might be going to see James here for my birthday. My birthday's coming up. So, um, it's on the 16th. So, I will be doing a stream. I can't tell if I'm going to do, like, four hours or eight hours or 12 hours yet. I'm not really sure. It's my birthday, so I don't want to be too stressed. Um, but yeah, you'll catch me there on my birthday if you want to come say hi. And then after that, I'm flying straight over to a... To James, and we might be able to do a podcast in person. That's super exciting. Yeah, it should be pretty awesome. I'm pretty pumped about that. I think Jay will be back for that, and then we'll just have to uh, wonder why he wasn't cool enough to come uh, stay. I know. Jay hates us. He just didn't want to come. Yeah, then tonight he was like, you know what, Jordan's back, I'm out. I'm out. Really, I just yeah. think it's because he lost his soapbox. I don't know if you saw any of last week's episode, Jordan, but he uh, he tried to tame himself most of the time, and I'm, I know he struggled. Oh, did he? he did. Oh, well, that, I'm proud of you. If you're here, I'm proud of you. For once. I'm so proud of you. All right. So <laughs> let's let's jump into a little bit of we got a couple topics I want to discuss tonight. The first one, as anyone that's following my stream or listening to me even open my mouth for the last two weeks, I don't <laughs> shut up about this game. Splitgate. And instead of just telling everyone how amazing it is and how fun it is and how it's better than Warzone and Valorant and Apex and all those other lame games you guys play. Um, I really honestly I just want to talk about what the, <laughs> I want to talk about some of the things the development team is doing. So I think it's 1047 Studios. Obviously, they were a small team, two to three guys, and it jumped up to four. They started, you know, uh, some of the stuff I've watched from them, they talk about, you know, a lot of people compare them to Among Us, where Among Us has been out for a couple of years, and then all of a sudden, a few big streamers started playing it, and it just exploded right and instead of making among us two that they were working on they were like well scrap that we're just going to keep revamping and updating this game because that's where everyone's playing now what i found out is that among us almost kind of struggled the same thing with servers so if you don't know splitgate for a long time had a had a max capacity of sixty five thousand concurrent players they were maxing out their servers and it just it would take i'm not joking it would take one and a half to two to three hours sometimes just to get in the game. So if you're a console, you know, for a PC player, you might be able to multi-window it and play something else while you're waiting. But if you're a console player, you're just sitting there. Like, you you can't play. Now, the game blew up where something like Among Us started with about 100 concurrent players. About a month later, they got over a couple thousand. Two months later, they were up to 10,000. Three months later, they were up to about 100,000. And by five months later, they were hitting around you know 300,000 concurrent players now this came about for about two years they almost from what i understand went bankrupt and then all of a sudden it went on like preview for console they had a little bit of budget left and they were going to save all of it for the like last couple days pre-launch advertising and all this stuff well it went like unannounced demo kind of you know beta on playstation and xbox the game blew up. They went from 200 concurrent players was their max to 100,000 concurrent players in two days. So they, like, way jumped over something Among Us did. And they they were right out of the gate. It was constant communication. We're very sorry. 
we are overwhelmed, we are so excited about this, but at the same time, we are just not prepared. And they were 100% open. Of course, a lot of people were haters saying, get your act together. But I mean, four guys, all of a sudden their game is blown up. They don't, you know, they're not Microsoft or Sony or Riot or Activision. They don't have just massive server rooms. So one thing, and it's been all the way through now, the game is getting more stable. They have bigger servers. They've got, you know, investors. They've got a bigger development team. They've grown, I think, up to like 10 to 12 people now. So, but this whole two-week journey that they've been going on for the last two weeks, every day they post something on TikTok, they're on their Discord. Just everything is super transparent, right? And it's something we don't see. A lot of us play in our group, There's whether it's Valorant, Apex, Warzone especially, you get your updates. You get stuff occasionally, they'll respond to things on Twitter, or they just they literally just make Twitter posts and don't acknowledge things that are happening in the game. So my question to you ladies is, you play two separate games, is that something you wish you saw more from Riot or EA and Respawn on just being transparent and just explaining, okay, this gun is acting this way and this is why and we're trying to work on it versus just acting like the problem doesn't exist? Uh, Jordan, we'll start with you. Yeah, no, I love that. Um, when you had brought this topic up, it actually reminded me a lot of, and I know you guys are going to make fun of me, but it reminded me of The Sims, okay? So The Sims has a lot of issues. The Sims 4, don't laugh at me! The Sims 4 has a lot of issues right now. And, you know, the developers are never open and honest about anything. But then there's another game, if you guys know, Paralyzed, that has been getting a lot of hype. Um, it's still not released yet, but a lot of people are supporting them on Patreon. And literally, like, I want to say for a while they were like a two-man team and now I think they're up to six. Like every day they were sending out updates. They were talking about how like they were having an issue with one of the Sims like sitting down and they literally like put a video together of what issue they were having and why it is that they need like help fixing that and why it is that the it's going to be delayed. And they were so open and honest about every tiny thing that it actually forced EA, the Sims team, to start being more honest about why the game is broken, why it's taking so long, and all these other things, which still is an excuse because that game has been out for six years for it mm-hmm. to be so broken. But it shows that they, because a competitor took the initiative and they could see the feedback from the audience who more people joined their Patreon because they were so open about it and more people are even more excited for Paralyzed than they are for Sims and they're getting kind of sick of the lack of explanation and things just being broken. They don't know when it's going to be fixed and things like that. So I think that it's kind of BS whenever a developer says, oh, you know, or they just ignore the problem or say that they can't explain it or it can't be fixed right away because it can, but you probably have other priorities and that's fine that you have other priorities, but then explain those priorities so your people don't get like sick of the game or sick of waiting for you, you know, customer service to its finest. That's mm-hmm. how I feel about it. I agree. And Kia? I 100% agree with Jordan. Uh, I feel like a lot of the bigger companies kind of like, I don't know, they release a game, they realize there's bugs, people, they get feedback, but then they just, they're just like, oh yeah, we know it's broken, but um, we're deal not going to, yeah, <laughs> we're not going to deal with it. Like, we're going to deal with it later. Like, we'll deal with it, but then they won't give you a date on when they'll deal with it. And they won't tell you how they're going to deal with it. And then they end up not dealing with it. So they basically just lie to you. Um, I feel like uh, the bigger people could take a, a note from the people from Splitgate that are actually being more transparent with their things. Uh, like, yes, we know we're trying to, you know, we're working on this and, and stuff, you know. Like, 
what's so hard about maybe even like just having a dedicated team for that, you know, like, okay, we have a dedicated team that's going to fix this problem, you know, expect it to be released, a, a re- released fix at this time, you know? Mm. So no, I know in chat, uh, we got a couple of people, like uh, Savinger said it would help people to not ride companies about what is happening when they keep quiet. And, and I understand if, if, mm-hmm. if I'm reading your comment correctly, I understand where you're coming from. Like when they quiet, People are just haters, right? They're just nonstop, nonstop, nonstop. But I, I'm back with Jordan, right? I agree that it's okay even if, if, even if you don't know how to fix the problem. If you just say, we are just come out, you know, today we're working on it. We're, we're not really sure what's going on. Anything. Like, I, I think just to say something, even if the something is you don't know, I think what a lot of people are starting to realize, and hopefully some of these, these companies will realize, is, even if you don't give us the answer you want, right, Jordan, is any answer at all, I think the communities grow stronger, they grow bigger. I mean, look at the Splitgate community is 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 growing and people want to play. The fact that, I mean, let's be honest, the fact in a, in a world where TikTok and shorts on YouTube reign because people have an attention span of a toddler all the way up as grownups... And people were waiting two and a half hours to three hours to play this game. 100,000 people in the game and 200 plus thousand people waiting to get in. That's absurd. So you're not yeah. going to do that if you don't really want to play the game. And you're not in- into it. And while people are waiting, they're watching them just be super open. Savannah, let me see. He, he may respond. As much as it can require more money and manpower, interaction, to help, interaction helps facilities facilitates a friendly fan base and understanding. Yeah, I agree. And even if it doesn't directly correlate to better returns, it will build good rep, not just for the current game, but for your company's future titles too. A hundred percent. Absolutely. I, th- I think if you're just open with the community and like I said, for a big game, I know the three of us don't play, but a lot of my friends play it. It's Warframe. They're just constantly having just some sort of Twitch stream or something to talk about it and their community is involved. And, and I even hear them say like, Oh, this thing sucks in the game or this, that, or the other, but at least they acknowledge it. And mm-hmm. for some, like I play Warzone. I don't know how it is on Apex or Valorant. I don't I feel play my enough, heart not but it's, <laughs> but it's super frustrating to have, to have, to, to have known issues in Warzone or especially right now. The hacker problem is literally forcing some of the biggest streamers that we know to stop playing it. They're partnered with Warzone. And the fact that Raven won't even an Activision won't even acknowledge that they have a hacking problem. They act like it's not a problem and they're just quiet. It's just mind-boggling to me. I, I don't understand. To the point now I'm seeing YouTube videos when Raven puts out an update. They recently had an update where a gun came. A new gun was supposed to come out. And it didn't. It, it wasn't dropping for regular players. The main hacking company, like owning whatever they are, actually responded to their tweet saying, Oh, that's funny. With our hack, you can still get the gun. Like, the hacking companies are so ballsy now that they don't care because they know they're not going to get called. They know they're not going to get in trouble. So they're just literally openly saying, and it's just not fun. So that's why I left the game. Every game, yeah, I'm an average player. And as an average player, for me to run into a hacker every game is absurd. Once a night, it was fine. Twice a night, it was fine. But every game, to where you're like, I hope we get at least the top five, that feels like a win. That's not, like, I want to, you know. and, And what's funny what I've noticed is as these streamers leave to go play Apex, guess who's starting to come with them? 
the hacker community because they want to be seen yeah. and the only way they can get seen are on these big streaming channels. And I know that Apex had some before, but you're already seeing it start to, to, to get to pick up more. Right. And it's, I it know sucks. that they're, they're working on making it better though. Right. Cause I know it was bad for a little while, but I've, I've heard it's gotten better. I haven't touched Apex in a little while, but yeah, but I've heard a, that they're working on it better than like Warzone did. And stuff, uh, we do know, have a couple so. other things. I want to say, uh, couple other things in here uh jay who i know is jumping in the chat because he was coaching football he's uh, we got john Meserve says on facebook i'm disappointed that you're not there not enough people to make fun of james so i think he's disappointed uh, jay's not here but jordan jordan started off the night by ripping on me so i think you're covered um Very usual savager still still coming a little bit on it only works for so long people's standards will expect better yeah of course absolutely um, of course jay was negative and said that uh you know, no one really cares about reputation, which I can understand that slightly. But I also think, like I said, like they really took and I know that Sims is only a small part of EA, but it shows that people stopped buying like, you know, Sims has expansion packs that are so expensive. People stopped buying those because they realized that Paralyzed was coming out and Paralyzed was being more transparent. And your game has been out for six years and you're releasing stuff when it's broken. So we're no longer buying that. And the entire community, like, I'm not kidding. I mean, it, it's a big deal. Like, the entire community went up. Like, we are not buying another single thing until we know what's going on. And for the past couple months, all of a sudden, EA team started switching it up. Because if you do affect their wallet, which I think the only way to do that is to get these big streamers, these big influencers to talk about the issue and to say, hey, like, we should no longer support this team until they're more transparent with us. And I think that that will... I think that's starting to happen more often. I think people care a yeah. lot more about companies' reputation and how they take care of their customers, you know. So and Kia, what do you think? I think customer service I think customer service is a huge thing. Um, I know for me personally, I worked in customer service for eleven years. Um, and I can tell you that the mo like the maddest customer could walk in and be not get they wouldn't be getting their way, but it, it I could sit there and talk them down and that goes a long way. Being able to talk to a customer and relate to them in any way, like customer service to me is a huge deal. Like if I call somebody like for like, if I need support or I need customer service or anything like that, um, my biggest thing, like the way I come back to a company or anything is, is how I'm treated as a customer. Uh, if I'm treated poorly, then I'm gone. I'm not coming back because you just showed me that I don't matter and I don't care. I'm just a number to you. And that to me is not okay. So customer service to me is a huge thing. Um, so like I, that just, yeah, no customer service is huge and you will lose so many customers if you don't, if you don't work with them. Like, yeah, especially now you're going to have like doing better you're seeing someone who's developing something doing better yes. like once that becomes the norm then companies are no longer going to have excuses of oh we can't tell you or ignoring yeah. like that's what i'm saying like that's why i bring it up is because once another company sets uh sets the precedent sets the norm uh goes above and beyond the expectations of what was previously accepted companies are going to have to change to conform or they're just going to have to do better you're going to have to fix your game instead of ignoring us. Exactly. We've I mean, got you're going to have to why you're not fixing your game. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's yeah. so sad that you have to say that, but. We've got yeah. uh, Brett Holly on Facebook. He says, uh, flush, yeah, flush them out. 
uh, expose the hackers. Don't buy until issues are resolved. Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing, and yes. and I, I'm hopeful. Like my favorite game is an FPS shooter for I I don't know how long it, it has been Warzone, and I hope that with some of these, you know, are, is is Activision going to care that me, someone that streams, that averages three people watching me live, if I stop on my own, I'm not playing Warzone anymore. Do you think they really care? No, they don't care. But if you know Nick Burch and Tim the Tapman and these guys stop streaming it and actively are angry about it, and they start losing viewership and it starts going down, and you've got Halo about to launch, the new Battlefield is about to launch, Apex is starting to have better content, Valorant picked up, then you've got Splitgate. There's just so much more competition heading toward them, and I don't think one the whole community is all going to turn to one game. They're splitting in multiple games, right? And you're entering the the holiday season of just game after game after game after game dropping. You're going to start losing this casual base instead of building up to your own Call of Duty game. Not to mention the Call of Duty game that's about to drop this fall is another World War II game, which basically their community has said, we don't want that, but they're going to do it anyways. So who knows what that's going to do to their game. And and I hope it, it, and don't get me wrong, I hope it succeeds. And I also understand that it, for the people that develop the game from Raven and that work on the stuff and aren't can't control whether someone hacks that maybe that's not their expertise, that sucks. Imagine your like life's work because the game without the hackers, the game is incredible. The 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 layouts of the maps, the you know the 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 graphics of it, everything, the smoothness, the gunplay, everything runs great. Imagine putting all of your life's work into something and it's just ruined by people that just want to ruin it to ruin things. I mean, there. I don't understand how it's fun to play a game. I play, yes, I play on PC, but I play with the controller. Like, I, if I had some of the hacks they have, I literally just have to hold down the right trigger, and my gun is just shooting in circles and shooting everyone out of the air that I can't even see. How's that? Doesn't seem fun. That doesn't even seem fun to me. You're just doing it to ruin other people's fun. The game is playing for you, and you're not doing anything. You're just pressing buttons. You didn't aim. You didn't run. You didn't do anything. So I, I don't understand what they're going to do. Now, Now some Jordan and Kia, something that I hear a lot about and I see it on Twitter is I follow Splitgate and people defending Splitgate and how great the developers are. A lot of people that are defending the EAs and the Activisions are like, well, this is a small studio, so it's easy for them to be transparent. Or they have to be transparent or they won't have a fan base. Do you think it's because these big studios, they are larger, they do have a bigger following, that it's not possible? Do you think it's something that's not possible for them? Or do you think they just don't want to do it? I think they just don't want to do it. Personally, that's just how I feel. As a bigger company, you should want to be more transparent with your people and have, like like I said, you could have just a dedicated team that's literally like, hey, we're having problems with this. Uh, we just want to let you know. Like They could have a dedicated team for that. But they choose not to. They choose to hide and say, "Well, we're just we're just too big." I call bullshit. Mm. It's just I don't think it's right. And uh, I mean, for a smaller company to show that it's okay, like to be transparent and be like, "Hey, we're having issues with our servers because we didn't expect it to blow up this big," and they're sitting here being transparent and they're gaining more people that Traction. want to be a part of it because these people are being more transparent about it. So I think that it is possible for the bigger companies to be transparent and probably yeah. easier. <laughs> mm. Yeah. And I think we should phrase it that these bigger companies can get away with not being transparent because of the fact that they're big and they have a fan base. And some people like Jay said, are going to buy and play no matter what versus mm -hmm. a smaller company, 
you know, they have to, they, I mean, they're fighting to become a company, you know, like they're still in the midst. And I hope that, you know, they continue to be with whatever games they continue to develop and stuff. I hope they continue to be this way. Like I said, set the precedent for the bigger companies, but unfortunately, because you already have a dedicated fan base, you don't feel like you need to take care of that fan base. And, and I, that's why yeah. you just and I will unresolved. I will stand up a little bit for the developers like Respawn and Raven. A lot of times they don't we, we do have to be understanding that it might not be them that doesn't want to be transparent. Maybe I'm Raven, not talking about the devs like yeah. a person in general. Yeah, exactly. I'm not saying but like I mean, that. Person. Maybe they want I'm to just but when you're that. when you're under this big umbrella, like you said, they're a smaller company, so they've got to build that fan base. They don't have this umbrella corp over top of them, you know, raining down on them. I mean, how many people at EA or Activision or Riot or whatever are, you know, they they couldn't play a video game to save their lives, but they, they're the money, right? So if they tell them you're not responding, what are they supposed to do? Like, yeah, I'm not talking. I, that's, yeah. I'm not trying to talk badly about the devs. Oh, I'm just no, I got the it. company yeah, yeah. in general. That's yeah. yeah, and that's why these companies yeah. can always constantly get a bad rap. You know, for years EA is the evil entity, but man, Activision is is doing their best to to <laughs> replace. Of course, what they've got going on personally, um, which I don't really want to get into on this episode. We've talked about it in the past. You know, with, with the lawsuits and all that, but. EA is just quietly outside of their sports games, which have horrible microtransactions still, and somehow the sports fans don't get so upset. I don't I don't know why. But they have really made strides to just kind of start slowly fixing their games. And, you know, we'll see what kind of state Battlefield comes out and how much fun it is to play and if it has longevity. And, and that's going to be a big step for them. They do a lot for their, you know, the um, EA play and the indie development teams out of EA, and they get a lot of uh, good press that way. So it's it's going to be interesting as you start to see the the, the transition of power. And I also know uh, Savinger jumped back in the chat again, said he was a big Bethesda fan. Now he's, he's waiting for the day that they're humbled. You know, Savinger, I, I do have big hopes, especially with Starfield. And I think, you you know, you mentioned how you, you have about a AAA game since Cyberpunk. I mean, I literally have Cyberpunk sitting in my two playlist waiting for the next gen update because I don't want to play it until it's updated for Series X, which I have. And it sucks. And I think Cyberpunk, unfortunately, was kind of the final game that was released broken that kind of broke the gaming overall gaming communities back. It, it, they're not the only ones that have been doing it. I think it was just... They it everyone just got to the point they couldn't take it anymore and they took the brunt they took everybody's anger from a Bethesda game an EA game an Activision game any game that had ever been released broken Cyberpunk and CD Projekt Red took all of that all of it, anger yeah. on them you know they didn't do anything different than the last twenty you know the last five Elder Scrolls games that come out or the last Fallout games that come out that are just broken non-stop you know it used to be oh it's kind of funny because my my this rusty car and fallout went flying across the the universe and then it crashed my game and i loaded it back up and lost two and a half hours of my playtime. but it's not it's not funny anymore Yikes. people people have lives and as we get older and we have families and kids i think it's tough so saying that i kind of want to leave this but i do want to transition because i know i've got a 15 month old you know he's almost 15 months but you kia have a five-year-old you know, this is the whole concept <laughs> yes. of this is parents first gaming. 
So can you just kind of talk a little bit about how you're able to game? Do you let your son game? What games do you let in play? Does your husband also game? Are you a gaming family? How do you balance life? Give us a little rundown of what life is like for you guys. Okay, so we are definitely a gaming family. My husband games, I game, and my son games. And he probably plays games that you know, maybe a five-year-old shouldn't play because uh, <laughs> he does play Splitgate. <laughs> Um, he has played split gate. He, um, I think he was getting, like, he was averaging like five, six, ten, like 10 kills, like a game. And it was crazy. Cause he's five. Um, and I even got oh, 20 kills. Yes, baby. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he's correcting you. He's correcting you. Oh, like. he's correcting me. He's correcting me. Yes. Um, he has played apex. Um, that is a game that he is not allowed to play without me. Um, and I refuse to play with randoms when I am with him because I don't need a random yelling at my five-year-old for being a five-year-old. Um, and maybe people are like, well, a five-year-old shouldn't play that game. And I'm like, have you seen the reflexes of this five-year-old? It's <laughs> 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 gets crazy. Um, but he gets it naturally. I can't say anything. My dad was a gamer. Uh, I got it, you know, like he has a picture of me sitting on his shoulders while he's playing the Commodore 64. And <laughs> so it's just, it's part of our family. Uh, we both, we all love to game. Um, one thing uh, as a gaming parent, I understand when my son is playing a game that is like online because he plays Titanfall 2. Yes, that is still a thing. Um <laughs> He plays Titanfall 2, and he is really good at it. And I also know it's an online game. So sometimes he like starts getting aggravated, and I tell him, okay, that's the last match. And he's like, okay, I'll get off of it right now. I said, no, you can't leave your team. Like, that's not okay. You can't just quit in the middle of a match. So that's, like, one thing I'm, like, trying to get uh, get him to understand, that you don't just quit on your teammates, even if you're getting mad at them. Um so he he will wait till the end of the match, and I'll tell him, okay, that's your last match. You need to back out, and he will. Um, but I, I am very strict on the if you get frustrated, you have to take a break because I refuse to buy a controller because you decided to get mad and throw it. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, I do not understand anybody who can break a controller because that was one thing my, my dad was very like, if you're getting that frustrated over a game that something is supposed to be enjoyed, you need to take a break. I only break my controllers so, when I'm playing with Riot or, or US No, but my, I am curious. You said like you decide to let them play. Do you do you and your husband kind of discuss on what you th- like before you let him play something? Do you discuss what you think he should be able to play? What are your reservations or wh- why? You know, you have some people oh. that that don't let their um, kids play shooter games, and they're afraid they're gonna, you know, turn into a sh- one to bring guns to school the whole nine yards. Do you worry about those kind of things, or do you think that they can just separate? This is a game. This isn't life. Type. I I don't with him because um, for a five year old, he's fairly like aware of things. And he knows that what he does in game is a game. It's not real life. Um, so he can separate the two. Mm. Um, so I don't really worry about it too much. I mean, I know that there are parents out there that do worry about that. 
Um, and I think that's kind of one of those things that each parent needs to take into what their child can discern and decipher what's real and what's not because every, every child's different. Um, and I think it helps with him because he has two parents that understand gaming. Um, he also has a grandparent that understands gaming. I still game with my dad. Um, he's actually the whole reason I even bought, a. I was able to get like a play, I got into PlayStation four again, because beforehand me and my husband were just on the Xbox. Um, I was always a PlayStation person or a PC person growing up because that's what my dad always had. Mm -hmm. But my husband on the other hand was more of an Xbox person. So we only had an Xbox, but for my birthday, he bought me a PlayStation four a few years ago and uh, he bought it. So I could play with my dad online. So me and my dad still play uh, on occasion and it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, and what he's games played do you guys with, play? Um, we did play destiny two for a uh, destiny and destiny two for a long time. Um, until recently, I've kind of, uh, broken away from destiny two. Uh, it hasn't been holding my interest anymore. So I've actually taken like a pretty long break so far from it. And I've kind of gotten more into, uh, I've been playing a lot of apex, um, and uh, recently on stream, I got into playing Her Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, it was the first time I really ever got a chance to play it. I had downloaded it when it was free in the PlayStation Store, the full game. And I just never got a chance to play with it because I was always on Destiny. Um, and I'm finding that I thoroughly enjoy Horizon Zero Dawn. And uh, I've also been doing some little throwbacks and playing Spyro, which is what Spyro and Final Fantasy are what originally got me into the PlayStation scene. So I've been kind of doing some throwback stuff. And uh, it's awesome. funny because my son will come talk to me and he's like, yeah, mom, if you do this with Spyro. And I'm like, dude, I know. <laughs> dude, I know. I came. <laughs> so now as far as like trying to balance, balance just your family life, do you have set out? Do you only let him have so much screen time? I know this was a topic we had the last couple of weeks on our own uh, with, with some experts. Do you worry about screen time? Do you uh, balance like where you do you guys like if you and your husband are gaming at the same time? How, how do you handle all of that? Um, we do try to balance it. Sometimes it is hard, uh, especially when we're in the middle of doing something or we're trying to do something. That's another thing that's hard to balance is uh, online gaming. As parents, we understand that it's hard to pause a game. And it, as much as he knows that we can't pause games, sometimes he's like, hey, I'm hungry. Uh, can you get me something to eat? And I need it like right now. <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> um but we, we get to a point where like, okay, can you give mommy just a second? Let me get to a safe spot. And he's like, okay. And so I'll go and I'm like, all right, I'm in a safe spot. Let's hurry up and go get something to eat, you know? Um, but uh, we do try to work it. I also homeschool him. So we have to balance schooling. And recently, um, because we're having an issue with him not wanting to learn how to read, um, he has the basics, but he's just like refusing to apply them. So he has now been grounded from video games. Oh. 100% completely now, taken yeah. away. He can't play them because I'm, I'm like, dude, you need to learn how to read. You don't understand. Like, it's very important in video games. Kia, and no, some of the games he wants to play. I think Jordan was still in on, I think you were on this episode, Jordan. We talked about Nintendo games and Zelda in particular. A lot of these games are only text. There is no talking 
Mm-hmm. You know, Link doesn't yeah. have a voice, right? So it's reading. Yeah. Um, have you thought about kind of letting him play? Yes, it's a video game, but if he plays games like that and he wants to understand them, the only way he's going to understand them is if he's reading them. If he's reading them. That's a good point. Um, I might have to look into that because um, we figured if we took the video games away, it would really motivate him to go, okay, I need to learn how to read. Um, because a lot of the games he wants to play, he's like, well, what is this? We're like, well, you need to learn how to read. If you knew how to read, you would know what this is, you know? Um, like, he likes to play Minecraft. Loves to play Minecraft. That He loves it. And we'll play with him. But he wants to know what certain things are. He's like, well, what does this say? Well, let's sound it out, you know? But he gets, he gets frustrated, and he's like, I don't know anymore. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like teaching my sister all over again. My sister was like that. She'd get frustrated, and then she'd just be like, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it was like talking to a brick wall. So, um, yeah. Yeah, Savager said, Savager said in the chat, he said, uh, they said, um, teaching a healthy balance of time isn't bad. In between game, you can take a break, maybe do some dishes. Been doing that myself when waiting in between Escape from Tarkov raids. I, that, Escape from Tarkov uh, is the only game I wish I knew how to play mouse and keyboard instead of labor. So my, uh, it's and Valorant, right? <laughs> Yeah, Valorant. Yeah. <laughs> so the most, the, I I find it funny that you say that. Take a break from because uh, usually my beginning of my week, um, the first things I do in the morning are dishes and laundry and homeschool and like I. So the only time I really play video games is actually at night. Um, I don't tend to play them during the day unless I'm just having like one of those days where it's like I have nothing to do or i just really need a, a day where i just i need a day to myself and like just chill so i actually am doing a lot of things during the day versus like a lot of people are like stay at home moms don't do anything it's a lie <laughs> we do a lot of things um and especially now that my son is more school-aged i'm now homeschooling so there's even more involved with that i've got to my husband works for us uh, he works he's he goes to work Monday through Friday, and I have to make sure his uniforms are clean. Uh, and and so it's 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 a balance, but I definitely don't play video games all day as much as I would love to. I don't. Yeah, for sure. I think we're all I think we're all that same way. We we have to find the balance uh, through not just life but work and whatever else we need to do. But with that yes. being said, I, I kind of want to segue this to community, right? I think we've built. You know, I'm I'm a part of a community you've helped build and Jordan's helped build and I've I've met you guys through the streaming and gaming and all this and you know we've we've built what in my opinion is kind of the start of a, a pretty great community. For those that don't know, we, we like use do we use Discord and, and on Discord we've talked about your kids using Discord for chat and stuff, but you can also make communities in Discord and they're called servers. Now, Key, you started a server that Jordan and I are both in. It's called the Baker's Dozen. Can you give us a little breakdown on what it is and why you started it and what your goal is behind it um well i recently actually changed it to the bakery um because bakers doesn't kind of sounded like uh there's only a certain amount of people allowed and all this like or that there's an insider group and there's really not um my goal for this um is i'm a streamer and i literally started this as a community um which actually uh, Doc helped me start this. Um, so it wasn't just me. <laughs> Doc did help me with it. Um, 
but I, I wouldn't have met Jordan or James. I wouldn't have met either one of you if it hadn't been for Doc turning me to you guys. And I would not have started streaming had it not been all of you pushing me to do so. I'm um, so proud of you. <laughs> thank you. Because <laughs> I never thought I would have ever, like, ever started streaming. Um, let alone hit affiliates. So I thank all of you for that. But the point of the community is to just be that a community that is there for each other and supports each other and wants to see other people like hit their goals and reach those goals. Um, which is great because we've managed to get a lot of people recently to affiliate and I'm really happy about that. We have two more that are extremely close to hitting affiliate. Um, so the only problem is, is now we're hitting all, we're all hitting affiliate and we're all streaming and we're all trying to be there for each other. And we keep like, sometimes we like run into each other's pro like, well, well, I'm streaming tonight too. And I, I'll try to be there and I'll try to, you know, and uh, I think someone had said something. I was like, look, I need to take a mental break. I had like, I have like six streams going on right now. On my thing, like I got six of them pulled up. Like I got, I got to take a break. <laughs> like I'm sorry, guys. And um, you know that's something I, I, I so, definitely want to hear from Jordan on. Jordan, you've, you know, in the past when you were younger, tried the YouTube channels. You've, you know, gone Twitch recently. You've gotten a, you know, um, a lot more followers and a little bit bigger, consistent following on Twitch than you had even when I knew you. You know, three months ago, it it keeps growing. And one of the negative things, and I, and I. One, first of all, anyone from our, our bakery that's on here, I, I love what we have. This is not a knock, so please don't take anything I'm about to say, but I want to point out some of the negatives in a community like we're growing. <clears throat> it did touch on it that, okay, we're all getting affiliate and we're all helping each other. But for me, some there is days I, I, I genuinely feel bad. I can't drop in. Then at night, I, I'm going to stream and I feel bad when I can't drop into Jordan sometimes, but I work all day. I have a kid. And then my only free time that night is the time I set aside for myself to stream. And if Jordan kind of... How, how do you avoid where you're only fo following is the people in the community who are also streaming? How do you, how do you break that cycle? What are some tips you think? Or, or do you think that it puts you in a rut and it's a complete bad thing? Or is that a great way to start? I feel bad because I don't participate. I'm so sorry. Um, obviously, you guys know I've been going through a lot where I can't even really focus on my own stuff, let alone anything else. But um, for me, when I first started out, um, I did do a couple things where I really wanted to find streamer friends. I didn't really have too many friends in real life. And... I didn't really have any online friends yet either. Like I was just kind of playing games with like one of my best friends that I knew from high school and that was it. Um, so I started reaching out on Twitter and posting on TikTok and stuff that I wanted to find friends. And um, Doc was one of my first friends, same with Jason. And um, and then I found like Kat and stuff and we would all kind of hype each other up. Like I um, helped Doc set up his stream. We spent hours. <laughs> hours i'm not kidding on discord helping him set up his obs it was so funny oh no my camera went out again sorry so you might not be you. able to You're see okay. me we can still okay. hear you that's okay oh oh and my cat just attacked my leg fun <laughs> anyway um so you know like i found you guys and i really um enjoy watching each one of your streams and i really love being a part of the community and that's something that i genuinely like enjoy doing so it doesn't necessarily feel exhausting, but it did get to a point where I wasn't even following people just to follow me back, but I was there because sometimes you need someone there. 
you know, sometimes you've been streaming for hours and maybe you have like your mom or your dad or your brother or someone that stops by, but you don't have a person that's constantly interacting. And I really think that's one of the reasons that I grew is because I have so many friends who are constantly interacting. So when someone new comes in, they feel comfortable to talk. Like they don't feel awkward. I feel like having someone in chat really helps. And I've seen that through the people that I like my personal friends. If I'm in there talking, someone else will come in versus if no one's there, they will just kind of filter in and out. Um, but like I said, that takes a lot of like responsibility. So I had to take a step back and I was like, you know, there are certain people that I feel closer to that I play games with all the time that I feel like are genuinely my friends. And I need to focus on not just my life, but just them. And I need to give back to them just like they're, they're giving to me. And I need to keep my circle small, unfortunately, because if not, I'm just going to feel burnt out. And um, then I'm not going to be able to be around anybody. And that's not what I want. You know, like I love Kia. I love Strax. I love you, James. Um, you know, like you guys are some people that I will always hold near and dear to my heart because you guys were my closest and like fastest friends that I've ever had. And Jordan, so, speaking on um, burning out, I know that like he said, they've, they've really pushed really hard to get a lot of people affiliate. What would be your advice? You know, I even went through this myself. I, I worked really hard. You remember when I was trying to get affiliate myself, I, I was busting my butt. I was on TikTok, and then you get there and it's kind of like this monkey off your back. And then all of a sudden, okay, well now what do I do? And right. if you watch any YouTube video from top streamers, they constantly talk about the burnout. So anyone that we're, you know, that's in the bakery that's trying to get affiliate, what's your advice to them on how to not get burnout? What are some things that you went through that burned you out so quick? So maybe they won't make some of the same mistakes. Like I said, it's it's really overextending yourself. And that's the thing is like I, I love what your community is doing, but I also feel like it could add like some pressure to especially the newer people who probably do have full-time jobs and they're trying to support their friends and they feel like they've made these connections and they feel like oh man I really want to stream but I don't want to stream on the day that this person's doing it but that's the only time that I have and things like that so really I think like if you ever are feeling burnt out take a day an hour whatever you need for yourself sit down with like a little counselor or something <laughs> right and really just sit there and be like what what are my goals what do I want to hit make it realistic because, like, I have so many people being like, oh, my God, you're going to blow up or whatever. My goal is by the end of the year to have 1,400 followers. I'm not looking to to blow up. I am looking for something realistic. So when I get there and I obtain it, I feel satisfied and I'm not sad or or blaming myself for not doing better or anything like that. Like, really set realistic goals. Remember that you're doing this to have fun. Remembering that you can meet so many amazing, wonderful, beautiful people doing this. Um, and then also remember that you're just doing it for enjoyment. So like I said, whenever like I had met so many other friends other than our group, I had met so many wonderful people, but I really had to take time for myself and realize like, I care about these people like on a personal level and I want to keep them in my life and I want to see them thrive and I want to support them. And so unfortunately everyone else kind of had to fall to the wayside and I have to make sure I stay in contact with these people that I really care about, you know? So like I said, like at the end of the day, just know that no one's going to hate you for prioritizing yourself as long as you're just open and honest with them and just say that you need to take a break or a step back or anything like that. They're going to admire you more for that than, you know, be like, Oh my God, why weren't you in my stream? Or, mm -hmm. you know, like, why aren't you streaming right now? You know, just take that time. You're a person and this can be considered a job, even if you're not doing it full time, even if you're not making money from it, 
it's hours that you're sitting in front of a camera. You're not just playing video games. You are presenting yeah. yourself to the world. You are entertaining. That's what you're supposed to be doing. And you're if providing you need a, a service, as Jay would say. Yeah. Right. You are. You are providing yourself as a service. And that can be exhausting being not just yourself, but your extrovert self. Because I mean, that's my, what we are. Yeah. And, and my... From what I've seen so far, knowing Kia and seeing some of the communication and and being lucky enough to be here from the beginning to maybe have some private conversation with Kia and Doc and, and Jordan, I have seen anyone thinking about joining the server from what from what I've seen so far is if you can't jump into someone's stream or you can't talk on the Discord every day and maybe you disappear for a week. So far, no one is going to be on your back. And from what I've seen, anyone that starts to act like that, Kia and Doc are not interested in having them be a part of our community. And I think for anyone else trying to build a community like that, as I see Savager in here saying, uh, the best will possibly be communication when time allows between other streams and communities. Uh, they had a group of friends who all wanted to be streamers. The number went above 8 to 10 people, all trying to stream, and toes will be stomped on, sometimes even in spite. And that definitely happens. Uh, the pressure builds, as, as Savager's saying. Uh, people, like like Jordan says, it, 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 is, it is another job if you decide you want to go this route. Whether it's one hour a week, one hour a month, or 50 hours a week extra on what you're trying to do. And it is true. Maybe someone that isn't able to have a consistent schedule. I wish that I could, but I have a son. Things come up. I work sometimes in the evening. I wish I had a more consistent schedule, but it is. Maybe I can only stream three days this week, and those are the same three nights that Key is going to stream. And and it stinks. And, and that's where I think you start to run into the problem of if we're all helping each other and then we're all streaming – where does your viewership come from and how do you continue to grow? Yeah. So as far as trying to grow, Kia or Jordan, do you guys have plans on how to grow beyond the community we're building? Um, me personally, I know one thing that Doc has also done um, is just um, searching for new people to go, uh, maybe go find uh, people that, that are str other streamers um, and go out there, put yourself out there, like find a community with them as well. Because I've noticed that I have viewers that are not in common with you or Jordan or doc. Like I have, like you have to, you have to network yourself. Like you have to, if there's, because we can't always be there for each other. Like we want to be, even though we want to be there, like a lot of times we can't because maybe our stream schedules can collide or something comes up and you can't be there because of a family emergency or whatever. Like you have to get out there. You have to network yourself. Um, I know me personally, I'm terrified of TikTok. Jordan makes TikToks. I follow her. <laughs> um, but there's other ways besides also going through Twitch and searching other streamers that you can connect with. Like um, recently I connected with plant daddy. Oh, thanks to doc. And uh, I was just in his stream chatting with him, and he ended up making me some bomb-ass panels that I absolutely love. Just because you know, it's funny. I found him on Twitter. Twitter's a great resource, you guys. Twitter is a well, great. There's another place you can go. Um, yeah. Facebook, if you have it. Like, there's ways to just network yourself, um, and that's important because as much as our community, like, the more our community grows, the harder it is to going to be there for other people but we also want you to understand that your mental health is also very important to us 
So if you have to take a mental break, take it. Don't, you know, if you're getting negative to the point where like you're not enjoying your stream or you're getting upset because you keep looking at that viewer count, you keep trying to see how many viewers you have. Stop it. A lot of people recommend that you just turn at it that off. Number. And like, actually, yeah, sometimes it's it not off. even accurate because it, it fluctuates. It fluctuates I, a lot. Sometimes I'll have like only seven viewers. And when I go to rate someone, it'll be like rating with 14 or the exact opposite. I'll have like 15 viewers and it'll be like rating with six. And it's like, oh, so sometimes that number isn't even accurate. Um, very true. The yeah, other night can, it happened to me. I had zero viewers the entire time. That's what it said to me. I didn't care. Still streamed. I knew there was people chatting with me. I didn't care. But it literally said the entire time I was streaming that I had zero viewers. My husband, who was a moderator for my stream, was like, babe, you had 16 viewers like the whole time. Yeah. I was like, what? Really? Yeah, sometimes <laughs> like, it's weird like that. <laughs> and sure enough, when I got my Twitch stream summary, I had like average oh, like over 12 viewers the entire time. So my biggest thing, like my biggest tip as a stream, like even as a newer person, don't pay attention to those numbers. They're, they'll get there. Like stop worrying about it. Stop glancing down at that screen. Like don't just stop. Just stream like you would if you were streaming to a hundred people, even if it's only one person, just have fun with it. And if you're not, you need to take a break. Yeah. yeah agreed. I also think um, with growing, um, networking is good, but it's also about putting yourself out there. Um, like Kia said, I have a TikTok. Um, it's a lot of cringe, so don't follow it. Um, but follow it. follow it. You'll love it. <laughs> but streaming, if you have someone dedicated to be a mod, ask them to clip the funny parts. Or even if you don't, maybe set aside a day that you stream to just go through that VOD, find the funniest thing, the most personable thing, Clip that up, cut it up. You don't have to be a professional. You can literally Google how to do it on YouTube and put that on TikTok. Who cares if it's one extra follower that you get? That's one extra person that saw something that they liked and it brought them to you. Like I found yeah. some of my greatest friends through TikTok. I found Jason. I think I found Strax through TikTok. Like some of the greatest people in my life I have found through TikTok. And it was when they were the only person that was paying attention to me. You know what I mean? Like before I started to grow on TikTok, that's exactly how you do it and beyond that um i mention not like in an obnoxious way but you know people ask oh what do you do for a living and right now it's full-time streaming or what do you do for fun oh i stream on twitch you like i know it can be like embarrassing because you're just starting out and you're nobody and like all these things like that's what i say in my head all the time i'm like don't follow my tiktok because i'm embarrassing and like you know like i'm small or whatever <laughs> but Guess what? Savinger is here because I met him in person and I told him about my Twitch and we played today. Um, he said, oh, yeah, I play Valorant, too. And he hopped in my stream and he's here today, you know. And so, like, letting people know that uh, you never know who's going to support you. I posted on Facebook um, about my Twitch stream and that's how I became affiliate in seven days. Just by posting to Facebook that, hey, guys, like, I'm going to start Twitch and stuff like it was super embarrassing, but I had those like seven viewers or whatever it is that you need for all those qualifications, people showed up for me. So don't be embarrassed. Like you want to do this and guess what? If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. You had fun. Like that's been my mindset the entire time is I'm trying to make this happen. If it doesn't work out, that's life. And I'm going to, you know, work my hardest at it, but I'm also just going to have fun. 
And worst case, I had a couple really great months and then I decided it wasn't for me, etc. But don't beat yourself up for it and don't let yourself get embarrassed. Like really put yourself out there and let people know, you know, what you're doing and when you're doing it, you know, so they can support you if they want to support you. You'll be surprised at how like giving people can be or how much they want to be there for you. Yeah, I have a video that I uh, someone said they were going to clip um, not that long ago. They didn't, apparently. Um, and they were talking about putting it on uh, TikTok because it, it was my stream where I bawled my eyes out on stream because <laughs> I had so many people that popped in and started subbing to me. I'm going to start crying just thinking about it. Um, <laughs> they gifted me so many subs that it literally brought me to tears because it wasn't something I expected. And yeah. it was only like, I think, I don't remember. It wasn't something that it wasn't like, it was pretty close after I hit affiliate. And it literally just brought me to tears that there was people out there that they cared that much about me, that they would gift me subs. Like, who am I? I'm a nobody. Like, I do the same thing, Jordan. I tell my, like, I'm like, I'm a nobody. Like, I'm just, right. a, just a person trying to have fun. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so, uh, it was doc. He said he was going to do it. He was like, I'm going to, I'm going to clip that. I'm going to go back and clip where you were crying. And I I'm going to post it on if, TikTok. I mean, you hear it all the time. <laughs> like, even, yeah. even some of the, the top streamers will, you know, people will ask them for advice. If you are not having fun playing the game that you're playing or angry in a fun, competitive way can be, can be another thing. Um, but if you're not having an emotion that you care about the game, that you're having fun playing the game that you like, what you're doing your community is going to notice that and people even stopping by that aren't friends with you or maybe if they've never watched your stream before if you don't look like you enjoy what you're doing or you feel like you are only playing it because you have to the people are going to stick around they're going to they're going to feed on that pretty yep. easy and yep. the thing is you don't even have to just game like you can really do anything that you enjoy like people literally scroll through memes all day and they make commentary about it and people will sit there and watch it for hours I, that's not content that I personally would consume, but there are people out there who would love that. So if you have a funny personality, or even if you are a little shy, like there are comfort streamers, like it's all about finding your niche and being able to attract people. And I know that's such a scary word. Like when I first started, you know what? I don't even really know my niche. My niche is kind of chaotic right now, but <laughs> I can usually help identify other people's niches. And it's really just about finding like your community your people and people who understand you and relate to you and you guys can genuinely like be friends when you're in front of the camera and you feel like you're talking to them you know what i mean so like i said even yeah. if you're shy and you want to do this then create content around that be a comfort streamer you know like take your any weakness that you have make that your strength you know like any quirky ability or anything people want to see that they don't want to see a perfect person or else they'd follow a celebrity they want to see real I have people random hiccups yeah, <laughs> I get rid of pickups all the time. People are like, what was that? <laughs> well, ladies, I yes. think, I think we're hitting we're yeah. hitting close to our time limit. I don't want to take you know everybody's night. I know we could talk forever, and Kia, yeah. I would love uh, to yeah. have you back on. But before we go, I do want to remind people that this podcast, Parents versus Gaming, is on Spotify. It's on Apple Podcast. Please, I beg anyone that watches us live, if you could go, even just drop a like, maybe write a review, rate us, give us a hopefully a five-star rating i i pray anyways um it i can't stress enough how much that helps last choice network on youtube is our youtube channel that we're 
still in the transition phase of trying to grow it. Uh, once I kind of get my work schedule a little bit better under control, we're going to have a lot of content that uh, Jordan and I have talked a lot about. I, I know that Kia has has dropped in a little bit. I've given her some hints on what I want to do. Uh, some of the things I want to do, I think, could greatly benefit the people that are in the bakery uh, Discord server as well. So hopefully uh, you guys will be able to benefit from from that as we grow content. So any kind of like, subscribe, just so those that know anyone trying to hit affiliate on Twitch to reach the monetization levels on YouTube, it's very different. You need 4,000 watched hours of content and 1,000 subscribers. It's, it's like a follower. So what's it? 50 followers on Twitch and three eight concurrent viewers. On YouTube, you just need 1,000 subscribers, which is like a follow for those that don't understand YouTube. It's not a paid. Subscribing on YouTube is free. But I would we would love to have the help. All of this goes to from the podcast to the Last Choice Network. All of it helps to grow this bigger. You know, Jordan talked about how you can network and meet people. I also met Jordan through TikTok. Uh, yes. And then now we're here hosting. Sorry, a podcast, I forgot about you uh, together. Um, <laughs> some people that followed tonight, Hot Dog Gladiator on the Twitch channel, uh, Botiana Baby. Uh, thank you guys so much. I know uh, Mystic Pistachio followed a little bit earlier. Some people dropped some subs earlier tonight. Uh, we are going to continue this stream. We're going to transition out of this, and I'm going to jump back into Splitgate later. But before we do that, I want to say goodbye to the two ladies here. Um, feel free to jump on if, if I don't know if Jordan's going back to streaming or, or Kia's streaming. Feel free to support them as well. But Kia, where can people find you? How could they? What if someone's new and they're interested in joining this bakery? How how do they go about finding you um, and all that? So you can find me on Twitch. Um, it is my uh, first name and my son's name zero eight zero one. So it's uh, Kia Kane, but it's K I L L A. And K A N E zero eight zero one. I just typed this. Yes, that's it. Thank you. Um, you can click on that. You can follow. Uh, you can go from there. And my Discord link is in my um, Twitch, so you can click on there and you can uh, go from there. And uh, you can join the the bakery. We welcome all types of gamers and streamers. Um, one thing we don't uh, we don't tolerate. James even said it. Um, we don't want negativity we bring all the love that's all we want to do um if you're feeling negative that's that's fine just don't bring it in <laughs> there you are know, some i will some, say there are some negativity. there are some um, sections in the discord that you can be angry at which is specifically the sports chat section if you want to throw some shade about 100%. your favorite sports team it's all welcome there the trash do it in there yes <laughs> Trash talking is welcomed in there. That's fine. Um, but yes, you can follow me there on, uh, you can follow Twitch. You can, that's where you can reach me at. Um, and then you can just follow the link to discord and join the discord. But like I said, we welcome everybody. You don't have to be a streamer. You don't have to be a gamer. You can pop in and just show love and support. That's all we want. And Jordan, where can people continue to find you? Um, I'm Alexis Jordan 98 on Twitch here. Um, I will be streaming some days, typically after 5 p.m. I will be streaming for sure on my birthday, rain or shine. No matter what happens that day, I will be sitting my butt in this chair and I will be streaming because it's my birthday. Can we discuss the day of your birth? What day is your actual birthday that people can come by the birthday stream? It's the 16th of this uh, of this month. Yeah, so next Monday. Not this Monday, next one. Um, so we will hype it up next parties. Sunday night yeah. on the on the podcast as well. We will remind everyone yes. and send out links and 
And uh, I'll make sure we blow us, it up in Discord. Let us know exactly what time you're going to start, and as you were kind of work out the details on what your, you know, ideas. And I'm sure if it's anything like your your subathon that you had, I'm sure it's going to be an absolute blast. Jordan likes to interact with her chat. For those that don't know, she loves she'll she'll never <clears throat> brag about herself, but I'm going to brag about her. It was uh, completely interactive. I actually was lucky enough to jump in on my first date with the current person that I am in a very serious relationship with now. And uh, uh. she was just super interactive. I think you took a pie in the face at one point. I am looking to do that again yeah. for my birthday. Yeah. It was really it good pie, too. I'm not a pie person, but that was amazing. I honestly wanted to eat it off my face, but I didn't think it was appropriate. So you can catch that kind of craziness on my stream. I'm, I'm also Alexis Jordan 988 on TikTok in case you want to follow the cringe and the awkwardness. That's up to you. That's no pressure there. Anyways, but yeah, and then I'm here uh, most Sundays. Hopefully every Sunday after this one. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you so much for stopping by. I'm going to end this and then pop right back on in a few minutes for those that want to hang around. And hopefully maybe Jordan or Keel will play split gate with me i don't even know if i can load in you're gonna load in <laughs> all right hey, I loaded in really quick. <laughs> thank you guys so. so much honestly it means a lot that you guys come out but like i said yes. any kind of like or comments on the on the spotify or the apple and the youtube it helps us more than you'll ever know and thank you guys so much for coming out love everybody have a great rest of the night bye-bye